KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Sabrina Boyd Serka. My parents are in their 60s and 70s. I know they'd hate it if I said their exact ages, but I have to admit they're walking the line of where health and taking care of themselves starts to become a concern. Over the past few years, as we've seen how badly COVID has hit nursing homes, I started to think, what would I do if my parents were just a little bit older during all of this? Would they be happy in a group home or is there another way to make sure that they're taken care of? I always thought home care would be too expensive, but that might not be true. As the baby boomer generation is hitting a new stage in their lives, a lot of them are looking at aging in place and wondering what it would take to stay at home to live out their retirement years. Lisa DeMeo owns Synergy Home Care in Philadelphia. She's noticed a trend of more and more people wanting to age in place. So I asked her what that looks like. And is this something that even people like me should be thinking about for our parents or grandparents or other older people in our lives to be prepared? How far in advance should we be looking here? I've seen numbers from different surveys saying anywhere from 77% of adults 50 and older want to remain in their homes for the long term. That's coming from the AARP, all the way up to 90% from Capital Caring Health. So it's pretty high up there. It seems like home care is in pretty high demand. It's definitely in high demand. And yes, I, you know, the numbers do vary, but they are high numbers. Most people do want to stay at home. That's a fact. They feel more comfortable there. And that's where they want to be. It makes total sense to me. And then we're also seeing more and more people kind of hitting that age of needing some type of extra care because we're in the baby boomer generation, right? So that, um, that, that must be adding an increase to the demand. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, the number that I've heard many times now is 10,000 people a day hit that magic number, 65 years old. Wow. So by 2030, we will have, I think the number is 70 million people over 65, age 65. That's in our country alone. Now, the AARP says the percentage of people who want to age in place has remained pretty stable for over a decade. But I still have to imagine that COVID has come into play here. I don't know if that's making more people want to stay at home or at least think differently about the kind of care that they want. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, definitely seen that COVID has has had an effect. Um, I can say in early, uh, you know, early COVID, we had some people who simply um, were not allowing caregivers into their home and they just Mm. stopped care for a while. They eventually came back to us because they couldn't do without their caregivers. With the proper precautions, the right equipment and, you know, masking and hand washing and those types of things, we were able to keep people safe in their homes. They didn't want to go to facilities. I don't know the number of people who decided not to go, but many of them didn't want to go to facilities because COVID was rampant, running rampant in many facilities. So they felt safer being in their own homes. Yeah. And COVID aside, what are some of the other reasons that you've seen people choose home care? They're just so much happier in their homes. They just generally are. It's just for their mental well-being. It makes sense for many people to stay in their homes. It keeps them closer to their families in many cases. You know, if if somebody moves to a facility that's no longer convenient to maybe their grandchildren, are they how often are they going to get to see their grandchildren now? And if they're restricted 
to certain times and um, particularly while COVID's still happening, how much visiting time are they going to get? So it does keep them closer to their families in many cases. And it does, you know, keep them independent for as long as possible. It might sound counterintuitive that somebody who's having a caregiver come into their home is independent, but the alternative is to go into a facility where there's a big loss of independence. They can still do things at their home. They can still, you know, visit their neighbors or go to the senior center or do some grocery shopping, but now they have some help to do it and some companionship as well. And it does tend to promote healing to be at home if they have to go into the hospital for anything to get home as quickly as possible. They tend to do much better in their own homes than they would in a hospital or a rehab facility. So as people are maybe getting to that age or their parents are or something like that, and they're considering this, what exactly does aging in place look like? Do you get one caregiver full time? What exactly do the caregivers do when they go into a home? It's really completely individualized for each person because perhaps their spouse is doing most of the care and maybe they just need some respite care. So maybe just you know, four hours a day, they have a caregiver come in so they can get a break. We have had anything from four hours a day of care to 24 hours a day of care. So it's all over the map. It depends on what the person can afford. It also depends. Some low-income people do get services through Medicaid, and they typically have quite a few hours. Often they are living alone and they require more care. So we develop a care plan for each person, and that's completely dependent on who's receiving the care, how much care they need. Is it going to be one caregiver that uh, we send, or do they need a team of caregivers? If it's 24-7 care, they're going to need a team of people. So it's, it's completely all over the map, really. Yeah. Obviously, there are there's a wide range of things that these caregivers would need to do and need to help with. But what are some things kind of on a, on a day-to-day basis that they might do? You know, most of our caregivers are providing medication reminders. Um, they're helping or preparing meals for people. They're doing some light housekeeping. They're helping them with their morning wake-up routine, helping them get showered and dressed in the morning. They are helping them sometimes with their nighttime routine, their bedtime routine, helping them get to bed at night. And um, they are doing laundry. They're changing bed linens. You know, all of those things that maybe are more difficult for the person to do on their own now, um, they can turn those things over to a caregiver or just have somebody assisting them. They don't have to necessarily give it completely up, but maybe they just need some help with it. And of course, there's the companionship aspect too. just having somebody there with them so they're not socially isolated if they live alone. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, medical care is going to be a big piece of this. If you have extra needs like people who have Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, other chronic illnesses, that's going to require some extra special care. So what are... I guess some things that people might not realize or what people might not realize can be done at home for people who have illnesses like that, especially memory loss conditions. 
there's still a lot that can be done to support that person at home. Um, at Synergy Home Care, we focus on person-centered care. So we meet that person where they are and learn about who they are and then develop a plan of care around that person. So for instance, if the person was a musician at some point in their life, or you know, maybe that was their, the way they made their living, especially if they have Alzheimer's or dementia, you want to have a factor in music every day into their day so that they, you know, they have that connection to the music they loved. You know, there are a lot of ways we can support somebody in their home. It's just about getting to know that person and learning what they like and what, what they were passionate about in their lives. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about the costs of home care versus moving to a care facility and what you should think about if you're considering what type of care you or a loved one might want. And you should probably start considering that sooner than you might think. We'll be right back. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth, and we're talking with Lisa DeMeo of Synergy Home Care about aging in place and some things you might want to think about if you or people you care for are starting to get older. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think of like, a retirement home versus home care, I always assume that home care is going to cost more, but it sounds like there are some resources. What is the cost difference like? That's one where it's kind of a, a wide range of answers, depending on the place. Um, some There are some, of course, very high-end places, um, facilities that are very expensive, and there are some that are less expensive, and it might be more on par with what home care costs. Um, the real difference is what is the value to the person in staying home? That might be just invaluable for them to stay home. They might be willing to pay more if they have to. Um, but in many cases, it's some of the facilities are, are quite expensive and it makes sense, you know, financially as well to stay at home as long as possible. Now, it's kind of a tough topic, right? No one really likes to think about getting old or their loved ones getting so old that they can't take care of themselves, but it's going to happen to most of us and right. you don't want to be taken aback by it. So, you know, I'm sitting here 32 years old. My parents are perfectly fine right now, but having this conversation makes me think, should I be thinking about this? When should you start to kind of put a plan in place and how early are you meeting with potential clients, you know, to set up a plan for the future? Well, that's thing about home care. There's not often a plan in place. And we often get calls when they're in emergency mode and they need care right away because a lot of people don't plan in advance. And um, we find that a lot. The more planning in advance you do, the better. Find out if the person wants to age in place. And if they do, what is that going to look like in their home? In Philadelphia, we have a unique situation. We have all these skinny row homes that are built vertically. And often the only bathroom in the house is on the second floor. Once that person is no longer able to safely navigate the stairs, how are they going to get to that bathroom? Is there a way to carve out a bathroom on the first floor? Or can you get a stair climber that they can safely use up and down the stairs? Can you retrofit that home so that it's going to be safe for them? So those are some of the things you want to look at to make sure that person can be safe and, you know, function well in their home for the long term. So you named a few things there, but what are some other things to think about as you're considering 
maybe whether or not you want home care or you want to move to a care facility, what are some factors that should should go into the decision? I think a lot of it is just going to be an emotional connection that person has to their home. That's kind of a big factor right there is are they so attached to their home and their neighborhood that they want to stay there? Some people have been in their neighborhoods for 40 or 50 years. You know, it's going to be so hard for them to leave that. But, you know, it's it's possible to leave that if their friends start leaving themselves and, you know, it's a, it becomes a different neighborhood, then there might be a possibility that that's, you know, that connection is not there as much. Some people move, some people make a, and they don't want to go to like a nursing facility, but they might decide to leave their house and go into an apartment. And maybe they, and instead of one of the outlying neighborhoods, maybe they decide to move into center city where there's more access to transportation and theater if they like the theater and different things that they like to do. You know, that's another thing to consider. Um, What do they like to do and do they have access to it? Is there a park nearby that they can access? If they're going to be isolated at their home where they, you know, if they can't drive anymore and they're at home and there's nothing near them that they can get to easily walking, then, you know, it might not be the right place for them anymore. You don't want them to end up socially isolated there in their homes. I would usually think of older people kind of moving out of the city to the suburbs, but you make a good point about all the access to, and the fact that they're able to still do a lot of things, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. refreshing to hear that and to hear about people still going out to the theater and it's not, you don't have to just sit at home alone in your old age. There's, there's still all this stuff that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it all the time too. I see, you know, older people doing these things and, uh, you know, going places with their caregivers and it's all walkable and they're still able to get out and enjoy the city. I wonder, do you ever see people, I guess, struggling to accept the fact that they need help? What would you say to somebody who, you know, might be noticing that, yeah, that they're, they're getting there, but doesn't want to ask for help? Oh, sure. Sure. I see it all the time. I I have many people come to me. I have many children of elderly adults who are trying to get the, their parents some help at home, but, but their parent is resisting. You know, they feel they're giving up their independence. They're used to doing everything for themselves. This generation of baby boomers are, you know, they're just not used to asking for for that kind of assistance. Hmm. What I tell people is that it really does help you to stay independent. That's what people don't realize. They feel like they're giving something up. But what they gain in the long run is, you know, the ability to to function and have a better quality of life. That's what they're gaining. And once they see it and realize that what they're gaining out of it, it it starts to make more sense to them. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Serka, and we'll have another episode out soon. 